0: There's a lot going on right now in the news And we're going to be talking about all of it Trump attempting or attempting a banning TikTok uh, No Name, the rapper No Name versus Beyonce And Jonathan Isaac and his statements about Black Lives Matter Let's get into it I
1: don't need nothing
0: else Every time I'm with you, yo, there's something else It's a fact, it's a fact, and it's nothing else Got your hand out, you don't even need to help Oh, I don't need nothing else Every time I'm with you, yo, it's something else It's a fact, it's a fact, and it's nothing else Got your hand out, you don't even need to help Ooh, that's right I don't need else. That's right What's going on? It's Ruth Sloan with KingStreamENT.com This channel exists to encourage, empower, inspire you to live God's dream for your life If you're watching this live, I appreciate you being here Give this video a quick thumbs up Let me know where you're watching this from That always helps me a ton I'm a hip-hop artist, creative entrepreneur with King's Dream ENT, boutique label, media, do all that kind of different stuff. And today we're going to be talking about quite a few different topics. A lot going on, man. There's a lot going on. So again, if you're watching this live, let me know where you're watching this from. Even if you're watching a replay, it's all good. Shout out to all the people on all platforms and uh, who are hanging out with us today. This video is sponsored by me kingsdreament.com wanna let you guys know we got some new merch available it just went live on the website we got limited edition John Keith vinyl there's a hun- uh, 25 pieces of these for 100 bucks a pop signed and numbered also we have this the new windbreaker the Kings Dream Outlier windbreaker just went live in the aqua blue Kings Dream Outlier on the back and politically agnostic t-shirts And Yahshua's Dream, which is the shirt I'm wearing right now. My name is Ruslan. You can follow me on Instagram right here. I would appreciate that very much. But if you can, man, pick up some merch. It helps a ton. Got to send a major shout out to the King's Dream Patreon community. The most talented community in the entire land. And we're going to be talking about it today. Now, some of you guys may know. This is crazy. Uh, Donald Trump came out and officially banned TikTok. Now. TikTok said, we're not going anywhere. I think that's hilarious that TikTok came out and said, they are not going anywhere. Now, just so you guys know, uh, I like TikTok. I'm on TikTok. TikTok happens to be my largest platform. I have the most amount of followers on my TikTok. So I, I don't have no problems with TikTok. Are there some national emergencies, privacy issues? Like, I don't know. I am not a security guy like that. What I do think is telling about this entire situation is this. A couple of weeks ago, Donald Trump had his first rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A place to be uh, having a rally, if you know the history of Tulsa, Oklahoma, but I won't get into that. He had his first rally and allegedly the K-pop community on TikTok put together a campaign to RSVP as many tickets to this rally as possible. And they were expecting millions and millions of people. They had a million RSVPs. So the arena packed 20,000, fit 20,000. They had another like 40,000 in overflow. And then the rally starts and there's 6,000 people at Donald Trump's first rally, wah, 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 big, big disappointment, uh, he, he switched campaign managers, I'll show you guys some of these pictures, I'm not sure how many of y'all kept up with this, but this is pretty crazy, I mean, he pulled some major crowds, and the arena was very empty, you know, it was at like 20% capacity, so that happened through the platform of TikTok, right, it happened through the platform of TikTok, and then subsequently, he also did another thing where uh, once he got upset and he started there started being rumors. Another campaign on TikTok started where people started downloading the official Trump Twenty Twenty app and giving it one star reviews. This went viral over TikTok because um, they were upset that the Trump was claiming to, to 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 ban TikTok. So they did this whole thing, you know, giving it one star reviews because a certain number of one star reviews in the Apple. App Store gets the app completely banned. So, listen, this is petty on both sides. I don't know. I don't know what's really happening. Like, I don't know if TikTok is a national security threat or Trump is just being petty because he kind of got ethered by the TikTok crowd at his rally. I don't know which one is true, but nevertheless, freaking hilarious that he goes on, he bans TikTok. Then TikTok says, Hell no, we won't go. They drop a video saying, we're not going anywhere. And it was because I'm on TikTok. And it's like an everybody's thing, a message from TikTok. And they were just like, we're not going anywhere. Which is like, wait, huh? You know what I'm saying? Like, how how do you just tell the president you're not going? Weird, right? That's crazy. So they tell him we're not going anywhere. Wild. And um, and then now the rumor is Microsoft is going to buy TikTok. They're trying to close the deal so that the Chinese company who poses the threat to national security can divest from TikTok. And it could be owned by Microsoft, which is obviously an American-owned company. I think that's a win-win for everybody, right? Win-win for the national security interest, win for the president. I think it's an L for the president, but whatever. Man, it's a, it's a weird time. Now, uh, again, thank you guys for watching this live. Um, real quick, this video is sponsored. This video is sponsored by King's Dream. So if you guys want some merch, go to Kingsdreamnc.com forward slash store. You get the politically agnostic shirt right now for twenty two bucks. You get uh, the John Keith limited edition vinyl. It's only twenty five of these that will be made. Into Yeshua's dream. Uh, all just hit the store. Uh, if you spend seventy five bucks or more, you can get free shipping. If you spend hundred bucks or more, we'll send you an exclusive King's Dream outlier mask. I felt weird about selling masks. If I'm transparent. Um, and so, uh, I, I, you know, I just, I didn't want to sell masks, but I was like, listen, everybody who spends a hundred dollars, we're going to make, we're going send you an exclusive mask. So yes, you go pick that up, politically agnostic, Yeshua's dream, all on the website. We'll be doing some more promos about that. My man's, uh, my man's Charlemagne Dalit, that, that's your name, right? Who owns Microsoft? Hmm. Not Bill, Bill Gates. Hmm. The one who is, um, going to create this COVID vaccine. Hmm, it's all the one world government coming together to use TikTok and make you get a vaccine for y'all. Y'all, y'all is a trip. Y'all are a trip. Goodness gracious! All right. uh Again, if you're watching this live, man, let me know where you're watching this from. Always appreciate the feedback on where you guys are watching this from. My name is Ruslan. Yes, I am a hip hop artist, creative entrepreneur. I am. Originally from Azerbaijan, Baku, and I am Armenian. Somebody asked that in the Periscope chat. Appreciate you asking. So I tend to, you know, have a, I guess a unique view as an immigrant refugee who grew up in San Diego and was exposed to hip hop culture. And grew up in a predominantly black and brown neighborhood. That is how I got into hip hop and music and all these kind of things. I've been a full-time entrepreneur since 2015. And I'm gonna be uh I'm gonna be doing more, you know, I guess video content here on YouTube, but specifically new music on the way. But right now we're focusing on John Keith. He has an album called Called Anti-Hero. It's coming out August 21st. You go pre-order it. If you pre-order it, send a screenshot of the pre-order to the King's Dream Instagram. We'll give you the album early. Or you can get one of these 25 limited edition pieces of vinyl. Let's keep it moving. Now, this is an interesting story. There's a rapper out of Chicago, super dope rapper named No Name. Her name is No Name. She's super, super fire, right? Uh, I actually bumped into her bandmates on my way to a show in Toronto about a year and a half ago, and we were going, we were on the same flight going to the same city, and her, you know, bandmates were there. We, still, we chopped it up, uh, we're hanging out. Super cool, super cool dude. And No Name kind of got her buzz in the SoundCloud community. She's been on some fairly big records, Mick Jenkins' record. She was very critical of J. Cole, and J. Cole kind of made like a diss record about her, kind of, sort of. But No Name is really, uh, really talented. But she spends a lot of her time reading and uh, reading, you know, super dope books about being woke, apparently. And she had the nerve, she had the nerve to go after Beyoncé. Okay, now I am not a big fan of Beyonce. Obviously, I think she's freakishly talented, but like I haven't sat and watched, you know, uh, the whole visual album thing, you know, but she has some bops. I'm not going to cap. She's she's super dope. Um, And she went after her in this wild tweet that I think is very indicative of where we are as a society right now. I'm going to read it to you in a second. But before I do that, hey, give this video a quick thumbs up. Those help out a ton. And again, if you're watching this live, let me know where you're watching this from. So check this tweet out from No Name. This is wild Um, in regards to Beyonce's new visual album called Black is King. The tweet says, we love an African aesthetic draped in capitalism. Hope we remember the black folks on the continent whose daily lives are impacted by U.S. imperialism. If we can uplift the imagery, I hope we can uplift those who will never be able to access it. Black liberation is a global struggle. So, just so we're clear... No Name is on some, like, really radical far-left ideology. She wants to dismantle capitalism. She wants to, you know, this is where people start, like, pushing back against, like, some of the Black Lives Matter stuff. This is where, this is, like, the extreme in terms of some of her views. Is like, you know, we love an African aesthetic, but it's dripped in capitalism. The logic being here that capitalism is evil... And capitalism is really the issue, the root issue of racism. Now I did a whole video about is capitalism evil. I do not think capitalism evil. I think capitalism, depending on if you have the accurate definition, is actually a free market economy. This is who we are as people. It's intrinsic to human behavior, right? Now check this. Check this response out. This is hilarious. Check this response out. So she said, we love the, we love an African aesthetic draped in capitalism. hope we remember the black folks on the continent whose daily lives are impacted by u s. imperialism, which we don't we're not we don't do u s imperialism right now. As far as I know, the continent of Africa didn't have any u s. imperialistic you know uh, presence there as far as I know, but maybe 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 I'm missing something. and I have friends that live in Nigeria, in Ghana, um South Africa. All over, right? If we can uplift the imagery, I hope we can uplift those who will never be able to access it. Black liberation is a global struggle. Check out the first comment. As an African living in Africa, I assure you Beyonce's dedication to collaborating with other talented creatives to come up with beautiful, uplifting art is doing more for us than anything you have done. Wow. Funny how so many people... Were team no name when she criticized J. called and Talib, it was all kinds of yes, but as soon as it's Beyonce, the no name is problematic. Would you have liked it if the African, if the poor if the African looked poor and hungry, you saw Africans being themselves and being part of an amazing body of art and looking good at it, and you called it an aesthetic? Yeesh! The real Africa is what small huts and torn clothes and hungry looking children look like? Yo, they came for no name. This is the part where who Like, you can critique and criticize J. Cole, and he's a cisgendered male, and he doesn't know anything about the struggle, but you come after Beyonce, and goodness gracious, did they come after no name? Not even on some, like, we're trying to cancel you, but just like, yo, this is too, this is, you, you're, you're over, you're shooting at your own. Like, you're shooting at Beyonce, who's been super pro-black, pro-black lives matter. This entire time, why are you shooting at your own? This is also very common in a lot of Christian circles. Like, we really shoot and wound our own. And it doesn't make any sense to me that she would go, like, you had nothing better to talk about than to go at Beyonce who, like, has consistently spoken on these issues for years, right? Which is really interesting to me. So now check this out. So then I went and I was like, well, let me see what the rest of her Twitter looks like. You know what I mean? And it's like, one successful thing colonization did was create a static imbalance in the mind of every colonized subject. What? Right. Zimbabwe lives matter. Appropriation and aesthetic like black people can appropriate black art. What? This doesn't make any sense. Right. And so it's just like we need to dismantle capitalism. Socialism is great. And I'm telling you, this is where it starts getting um, here. uh, I'm trying to see. There's one one. This is it right here. Check this out. This is it. For far from meaning that everyone has left alone and unorganized, archism is a classical sense privileges democratic and communal relationality, obviating external rule and control. This is a positive consumption of what? Like what is this? Some of this, these concepts is about literally the dismantlement of uh, our entire system, right? And I think this is where. This is where things start to fall apart because you have people who are, I guess you could, yes, you could say postmodern, Peter. Thank you. Postmodern. But it's not just postmodern. It's not just politically correct. I don't have a problem with, you know, hey, we're going to be, you know, sensitive to people with special needs or people of certain genders or certain ethnicities. I have no problem with that. When you start going to the radical extreme of saying Hey, we have to dismantle all of American society because there's disparity and all disparity can be traced back to racism and all racism can be traced back to capitalism. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Capitalism is a free market economy, not crony Capitalism. Not corporatism, not consumerism. A lot of y'all get confused on what capitalism actually is. I made a whole video about it. You should go look at it. Capitalism is not evil. Capitalism does not uh, reinforce poverty. If you actually look at countries that became more capitalistic, the Indias, the Chinas, that started doing trade with other places, their their quality of life has went up. So I think it's very ironic that No Name is sitting here uh, criticizing capitalism... African aesthetic draped in capitalism on her smartphone tweeting the irony of all this, right? The irony of all this is like, oh, come on, fam. You know what I mean? And this is the kind of stuff that you're going to see more and more is you're going to see people that are, in my opinion, out of touch. Like, in my opinion, this is someone who's freakishly talented but hasn't really lived life long enough to understand how these things work and how, how to, the ultimate solutions are going to be individual people having conversations and people learning how to develop wealth and creating assets for themselves. That is where we have to go. We have to go more and more towards equipping people, inspiring people, giving people the tools for financial literacy so that we can all level up, and everybody can grow in wealth, right? That, that that the inequalities can be adjusted by creating more opportunities, but not equal opportunity, but not equal output. Capitalism is not about equal output, and this is what I mean, guys. I love basketball. I'm 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 a big, big, big fan of basketball, but I'm also five foot ten and Armenian, and and there's never been an Armenian that's made it to the NBA. Just because I love basketball, that doesn't mean that I uh, am entitled to be in the NBA just because I love basketball doesn't mean I should make the same thing as LeBron James makes, right? He's substantially, substantially better than I am at basketball, and that is what should happen. He should be the greatest basketball player alive. He should make more money than me at basketball. That doesn't mean I can't find my own lane. That doesn't mean that I can't find my own thing and my own contribution, right? To to give to the world, whether it's through YouTube or through music or whatever. And this is where this entire thing starts really unraveling. Because not all, but some of the logical conclusions just goes into a very dark, dismantled the entire system. You know, capitalism is evil. And it's not capitalism, it's men's wicked hearts that are evil. And men's wicked hearts that can be impartial you know struggling with the sin of impartiality struggling with the sin of hate struggling with the sin of hate against somebody because of their race and those men end up going into careers or into systems into structures that corrupt those structures can create a toxic culture in those structures and then you get things like the George Floyd situation right it's it's hearts that, and, and by the way, and some people will say, well, no, 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 it's just individuals. Systems are good. Systems are good. No, 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 I'm not going to say that. Systems can be corrupted. Systems can corrupt culture, right? They can. Like if 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 we're going to look at the south side of Chicago and say, well, the gangs are bad and they just have a corrupt culture and that's why this is happening in Chicago. You also have to look at the other side of what just happened in Compton. I don't know if you guys saw, but there's a gang. This is like, look this up, okay? But when I say look this up, I'm, I'm saying like I... I could be wrong about this, but do your own research. But there's a gang, it just came out, a whistleblower named Art Gonzalez, a Los Angeles sheriff department, just blew the whistle on a racist gang called the Executioners who were operating out of the Compton division, right? And these guys had matching tattoos with a Nazi-like helmet, a skull and bones, and you could only get in the gang if you killed somebody. This is happening in California, right? That is a corrupt police culture in there and it was a whistleblower from the los angeles sheriff department that blew the whistle and now it's all getting investigated and there's multiple stories like this of white supremacists entering law enforcement or being corrupted by cult- certain cultures of law enforcement so we we can't just say it's one or the other it's wicked hearts can corrupt culture this can happen this does happen Right, and I'm not trying to oversimplify how nuanced the issue of police brutality is in America. But goodness gracious, it's not capitalism; it's people. Right? Capitalism beats Trump socialism. Get that? Like that? Trump socialism. Capitalism beats socialism. Free market beats social. I come from a socialistic country. I promise you, socialism is not lit. It's not dope. It's like I remember being a kid and lining up for food rations back in Russia because we were under a communist. Uh, back in Baku, we were under a communist nation, right? I remember we would get a ga- uh, not a gallon, but like a bathtub full of water, and that was what we had to share between our entire family. This stuff is wild. So no, no, no name. You can't sit here and critique American capitalism and say that it's you know, oh Beyonce's culturally appropriating an African aesthetic because it's draped in capitalism. No. No, 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 Beyonce is doing a great job. She's hiring and creating opportunity for a lot of black people, white people, brown people. She's speaking and using her platform, whether it's at the Super Bowl or whatever, right? And so I think it's important for us to say, hey, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you look at Martin Luther King and you look at a lot of the civil rights leaders, They were critiquing the fact that we had systems that did not reflect what the actual founding fathers and the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence say. What does it say? Life, we believe all men are created equal and we have the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That is what the Constitution says. That is what we need to get back to. And that was his appeal. Now we're saying, oh, no, it's all evil and we need to get rid of it and we need to start over. No, ain't nobody going to do that. Ain't nobody's going to get rid of it, right? Now, will we become, you know, will we develop more social programs? Will we develop more safety nets, especially after COVID? I'm sure we will, right? This happened after the last Great Depression in the 1920s, right? Then they had the Great New Deal and all these different things. But let's not get these things confused. It's not that capitalism is the issue. Crony capitalism is bad and consumerism is bad and, and, you know, corporatism is bad, but the free market economy, you have a product, I want that product, I could, I go buy the product from you because I believe in you, right? Supporting small businesses. That is that is how we thrive, man. And, and that, there is a more, uh, there's more opportunity now in 2020 for all of us to go out and get it, not just the people at the top, which historically, that is what it's been. You know what I'm saying? Historically, that is what it's been. So, um yeah, man. This this no name situation is crazy. And she, you know, she came at J. Cole. I thought that was wild. You know, and J. Cole kinda like, you know, snapped back at her in that song and was like, she's doing the reading. But listen, just cause you read don't make you write. Just because you read, that's kind of a pun there. Just because you read doesn't make your opinion right. You can read a lot of junk and a lot of books by people who haven't done anything, right? I don't read books by authors who haven't done anything. I read books by people who've done something I want to do and I want to become like them. So books about theories, and abstract ideas, and I don't spend a ton of time reading those books. I want to read books from people who've lived out what they're writing. You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite books, Disciplines of Grace, right? Look that up. It's a great Christian book. I read that book. It's a great book. It's written by somebody who what? Who who developed a whole, uh, a whole life of following the gospel and following Jesus, right? That's who I want to hear from. I don't want to hear from some 25-year-old rapper who read a couple of socialist books and now she has the answers to all the world's problems. Like, no, no, fam. Anyway, let's keep this thing moving. Now, this is an interesting story. Um, Jonathan Isaac uh, plays for the Orlando Magic. He was not participating in the Black Lives Matter pr- protest. Now, this is interesting to me. few reasons. One, it's wild how something that was countercultural is now the standard culture, right? Right when Ka- colin kaepernick was initially the one taking a knee the entire nfl was like wow this is crazy um we can't believe it he's disrespecting the flag oh my gosh it's so bad right and it was counter-cultural now what is counter-cultural has now became and, and taken over the cultural zeitgeist for better or for worse i don't know i think all in all it's good. I think we're going to see campaigns like A Can't Wait, and I think we're going to see a lot of good things happen as a byproduct. Yes, Disciplines and Grace by Jerry Bridges. Thank you. Uh, we're going to see a lot of good things happen as a byproduct of the Black Lives Matter protests, specifically A Can't Wait, um, better policing, reform, better de-escalation training. I think all those things are going to be great. But But that doesn't mean that everybody has to fall in line and follow the same protocol. And here you have Jonathan Isaac when I I'm not super familiar with uh of, of who he is but apparently you know obviously he's in the NBA apparently he's a Christian and he decided to not wear the shirt and not participate and I wanted to show this video because I thought his uh his views were really interesting I'm not gonna play the whole thing but I'll just react to a bit of it um very interesting very interesting views About this stuff By the way uh, We got new merch available com Forward slash store John Keith Antihero vinyl Limited 25 pieces Politically agnostic shirt Yahshua's dream And the Kingsdream outlier Windbreaker Just went live On the website Last night Okay let's react To this uh, This Jonathan Isaac Black Lives Matter situation
1: Absolutely I believe that Black Lives Matter um, A lot lot went into My decision and, And part of it Is first off Um it is, it's my thought that, you know, kneeling or wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt um, don't go hand in hand with supporting Black Lives. And so um, I felt like just me personally um, and what it is that I believe in, standing on a stance that um, I do believe that Black Lives Matter, but I, I just felt like it was a decision that I had to make. And, and I, I didn't, um, you know, feel like putting putting that shirt on and, and kneeling uh, went hand in hand with Supporting Black Lives, or that it, it, it made me support Black Lives, or not, I believe that uh, for myself, my, my my life has been supported uh, through the gospel, of Jesus Christ, and, and that every. So this is so this is really interesting. They said, "Do you believe Black Lives
0: Matter?" He wasn't wearing the shirt. You weren't standing with the rest of your. T- uh, you you weren't kneeling. You were the only one standing. You weren't you were the only one wearing a shirt. And he said, "Absolutely, absolutely, I believe Black Lives Matter, right? Absolutely." But he was saying, "Listen, me just wearing a t-shirt." And, and and you know taking an E, that's not indicative of what I think is going to be the solution from this. Now, like this is a fine answer. I don't think there's anything wrong with what he said. I'm I'm like what I'm like yo. And he says like my life has been changed through the gospel. Cool, right? Cool. And this is just to go. This goes to show. That your response to these things doesn't have to be a one-size-fits-all response, right? The cultural pressure right now is to say, "Well, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter," but but maybe not just say it, but now wear the shirt, right? Now you got to do that. I got to do all these other things, right? And I think there's, you know, this this man has the right to say and do what he wants, and if he feels like Black Lives Matter, but but i don't want to take a knee or i don't want to wear a t-shirt because i think the ultimate solution is the gospel which i would agree with i don't think there's anything wrong with this but i will say that what makes his i'm going to tell you guys in a second what makes his perspective different from other people uh here in one moment
1: let me let me keep playing some more of this for you guys everyone is made in the image of god and that we all for god's glory and that uh you know each and every one of us each and every day do things that we shouldn't do we say things that we shouldn't say we hate and we dislike people that we shouldn't hate and dislike um and, and sometimes it gets into a point where we point fingers about who's evil is worse and and sometimes that comes down to simply who's evil is is most visible so um he's really going in like he's talking about we point fingers about whose evil is worse
0: but a lot of times it comes down to whose evil is more visible wow this is
1: crazy I like i wanted to just take a stand on i feel like we all make mistakes but i think that the gospel of Jesus Christ is that there's grace for us and that Jesus came. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that there's grace for us. Wow, this is this is really cool. ...and we die for our sins and that if we all will come to an understanding of that and understand that God wants that a relationship with us, um, that we can get past skin color, we can get past all the things in our world that are messed up, jacked up. Um, I think when you look around, racism isn't the only thing that, that, that plagues our society, um, that plagues our nation, that plagues our world. I feel like, you know, coming together on that message that we want to get past not only racism, but everything that that, 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 that plagues this other society, I feel like the answer to it is, is the gospel.
0: What, what, a, what a cool answer. Like, what a cool moment that, you know, first of all, how interesting is it that now it's inverted, right? And now the one person who isn't standing up and or isn't taking a knee or isn't wearing a t-shirt. Now this one person becomes the the minority in this situation. That, that's just good or bad. I just think that's really interesting that that, that that is where we are. And then two, his response was very humble, right? His response was very humble. His response was very like, hey, you know, and he's, he there's another clip where he talks about talking to his teammates about it and his teammates respected him and he gave them a heads up. I love it. Like, I love it. And here's, here's, Here's the bigger idea. Everybody doesn't have to do the same thing as the solution, right? Now, I went to a protest, and I have no problem with saying Black Lives Matter. And I don't think you should have a problem with saying Black Lives Matter. And I made a whole video about the differentiation between the organization and there's like four or five different Black Lives Matters, right? There's like the organization, it's kind of the people that are just like behind the sentiment. There's the Antifa people that are hijacking the entire thing and rioting. There's all kinds of different views on this thing. And I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think one can say, hey, absolutely, Black Lives Matter. However, I'm not going to do this symbolic thing because I just don't think that's doing much for Black Lives. Hey, man, he gets his right to say that. The issue, and hear me loud and clear, those of you guys, the issue is that some of you, is that some of you can't even bring your lips to say that black lives matter. Some of you guys are so oblivious that you can't even acknowledge that there are some issues and some disparities and not to say that every disparity is connected to a systemic issue, but goodness gracious, I just gave you guys the breakdown of what's happening in the Compton Police Department, that there are some disparities that some of you guys can't even bring your mouth to say the words black lives matter. That I think is the problem. Second of all, there's also the, the, the reoccurring separation of the organization and the sentiment. Listen, a lot of us who say Black Lives Matter don't identify with the organization. Well, I don't know how many times we got to say it. And and you notice what he didn't say. You notice what he didn't say. And I get these DMs all the time. And goodness gracious, you know, at, at this point I just find him entertaining because you guys are just so tone deaf. He didn't say. Well, yeah, Black Lives Matter, but all lives matter. He didn't say that. He said Black Lives Matter, but we all are sinners and da da da. Totally cool. And he also didn't say Black Lives b- Black Lives Matter, but you guys are cultural. You guys are cultural Marxist. You guys are cultural Marxist. And you are trying to be socialist. He didn't say that, right? Which I do think there are some extremes on that side, right? Which I, again, I just made a whole p- first part of this video, second part of this video talking about how No Name trying to disrupt uh, capitalism is is not good, how socialism is not good, right? He didn't say, "Hey, I'm standing for the gospel, and everybody who is taking a knee is a commie, socialist, cultural Marxist," right? He didn't say that. He didn't say that. You know what I mean? So I think it's really interesting that uh, this was his response. His response was very humble. It was very gentle. And I feel like if we saw more responses like this, if we saw more responses like this from people who don't uh, endorse the organization, humble, gentle responses, hey, of course Black Lives Matter. Of course we need to address the issue of racism. However, I think there's other issues that we need to address. And I think those are important. If, if, If more people had that approach... Right. And not just throw the baby out with the bathwater, which, guys, listen, Black Lives Matter organization is addressing some some real issues. There are real disparities. Right. Is there is there causation between those disparities or whatever? I don't know. But they're addressing some real disparities. And to throw the baby out with the bathwater and to just say, oh, no, all lives matter, blah, cultural Marxism, blah, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. It's just it's just not helpful. This is how you take this position. This is how you take that stand. This is how you do it from a place of humility. You know what I'm saying? From a place of humility, from a place of love, from a place of of, of understanding. And again, there's there's a wide spectrum. There's the organization which is you know they're on some like yo, we trying to dismantle the nuclear family and we don't want to get rid of capitalism. Ah, I don't rock with that. Then there's people like me, and I would say a lot of like other Christian influencers and Christian people like Preston Perry and Lecrae and all these guys that are probably some like, listen, you know, yeah, Black Lives Matter, for sure. Black Lives Matter, right? They're not necessarily saying, we want, we want capitalism. They're saying Black Lives Matter. That's it. It's, it's not super deep, right? Black Lives Matter. And then there's people who are like, you know, white people who are guilty, white liberals who feel guilty and they wanna kiss black people's feet and, 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 and watch black people like us. There's like those there's there's those people. And then there's the Antifa people who are like, yo, we're you know, we, we just wanna disrupt everything and cause anarchy and we're just gonna get behind whatever thing. It was you know, um it was it was and now it's Black Lives Matter. Before this it was the Wall Street, Occupy Wall Street movement. There's always a different movement those people want to get behind. Listen, there's all kinds of different uh, issues. There's all kinds of different problems. We just can't think that it's a one-size-fits solution. What we should do and what we should press into is a degree of empathy, a degree of compassion, a degree of understanding and to say, hey, yes, I, I am with the sentiment. However, for me and my household... This is what I think. I think that there's other issues and I'm standing for the gospel and I'm going to preach Jesus. And he gave him a unique opportunity to clearly articulate the gospel. And I'm 150% for that. And I don't think either is wrong or right. I don't think all the guys who took a knee and wore the t-shirt are wrong. And I don't think he's wrong. These things don't have to be mutually exclusive. It doesn't have to be binary. I know, I know it's an election year. I know the media is driving a deeper and deeper wedge in your freaking algorithm and pushing the same stuff that you want to see to make you more and more outraged at they and they and us and, right? Listen, guys. Talk to people, like really have conversations with people. If you're a liberal, try to understand conservatives. If you're a conservative, try to understand liberals. The more we do this, the more we talk and communicate, the more we realize we're actually way more alike than we think we are. And oftentimes, we hear the loudest voices. We hear the most extreme versions, and then we type group and put everybody into that category without understanding the person's heart and what they're actually attempting to say. Right? Nobody should be okay with bad policing. Nobody. I don't care if you're conservative, Republican, Libertarian. Nobody should be okay with bad policing. Right? Nobody should be okay with that. And that is what's being addressed. Right? And and you could say, oh, well, by the numbers, a cop. Blah, 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 blah. Listen. This stuff goes deep. This stuff goes deep. And if you're saying this stuff and you're not having conversations with people who grew up in these areas and have had bad experiences, then maybe you're a part of the problem because you are just in your own little echo chamber of the Hodge twins and the Candace Owens and the Ben Shapiros and you think that's absolutely true. That's just one perspective and there's a variety of perspectives. But I've said it before. I've said it before. If, if, your ideology, your, your political ideology, your spiritual ideology is not pressing you to love your neighbor better. It's not pressing you to love other people better. You need to really reconsider what it is you view about the world and view about politics. If what you believe about politics or what you believe about God or faith or whatever, races, is not pushing you to love people who are in your out group right? They're not in your out-group. They're on the outside of your out-group. That's not pushing you to love people more. You really got to reconsider why you believe these things. You've really got to re-examine these things. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that that is um, where a lot of these issues are coming down to, man, is that like we're just so us against them. That's my opinion. What do you guys think? I'm going to do a couple questions real quick before I get out of here. A uh, good amount of people in the chat. I'm trying to keep up with some of you guys. Um, uh let's see let's see we got we got a, a, a good amount of people somebody said um there are sorry adam i'm gonna open up i don't know if adam said there are no, almost no white people in compton pd it's entirely latino and black now first of all adam uh there is no such thing as compton pd because compton pd got dismantled in the 90s for having a very corrupt police department you can look that up too on your own time now are there uh white or black or latino people in the And that department of the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, remember Compton PD is now under the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. They're under the same umbrella. You need to go do the research on that. I don't know. I don't know. And the burden of proof is on you, my man. You know what I'm saying? All I know is what came out, which is there's a gang called the Executioners who get matching tattoos of a skeleton with an AK-47 and what looks like a Nazi helmet. And the only way to enter that gang is by killing somebody on the job. That sounds crazy to me, okay? And the whistleblower was a highly decorated uh, war veteran named Art Gonzalez from the Los Angeles Sheriff Department. Remember, it's all the same umbrella now, right? So certain cities, like where I'm in San Diego, San Marcos is under uh, San Diego Sheriff's Department, but then you have Escondido PD, which is a private department, Oceanside PD. But Vista and San Marcos, they're under the San Diego Sheriff Department, right? So different departments are different. Compton is under the Los Angeles Sheriff Department because that department, they got dismantled because of all kinds of questionable practices. So I think maybe you want to dig a little deeper into that. The burden of proof is on you. I just just relayed the story to you that there's a gang, a police gang called the Executioners. That's just one example. Just Google racist police gangs in law enforcement. There's all kinds of different situations, all kinds of crazy groups, Facebook, private Facebook groups. This isn't uncommon. You know what I mean? Um, let me see what other comments we got here. Shout out to my man Bats. Um... NBA's entertainment, the whole reason why the NBA was taking a knee was for show and Isaiah knew that, the NBA was trying to get their sales up, yeah, I mean, and you're gonna see a lot more of this, by the way, this this virtue signaling from corporations, right all of a sudden everybody's, you know, hey we don't got money to pay people during the pandemic, but here's 10 million dollars to Black Lives Matter, the organization, right you're gonna see more and more of this stuff on um, on different on different uh, different organizations yeah. It is what it is. It is capitalism. Capitalism is trying to appeal to you, right? Now, Black Lives Matter is like a marketing thing. It, you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, basically, saying that a relationship with Jesus is more important, is the foundational ground that if we all stood on racism, wouldn't be an issue. Yes, I agree with that. And a relationship with Jesus should empower you and propel you to be empathetic to people you disagree with or you may not agree with on everything. Love your neighbor as yourself. Who's your neighbor? Everybody, in that specific parable, the neighbor was a Samaritan. It was actually somebody very much so from the outside group, right? From the outside group. Jesus said, "Who's right?" You guys remember the the story. So that's something to really think about. You know what I'm saying? Is is do you love people from your outside group as yourself? It's an election year, man. It's tough. It's tough. It's a very tough, tough thing to do right now with how divided we are. You know, and it's just we're just in some weird. Weird times that we've never been in. You know what I'm saying? So that that is interesting, man. Um, Jonathan is trying to make the gospel and fight for justice, two different battles, and they're not. He's basically saying, Let's change the world. He offered no solution whatsoever. That's a great critique, Jake. I'm not mad at that critique. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at that critique. I think um dismissing it as a sin only issue could be problematic when we're saying, Hey, listen, we're trying to get Actual legislation. My buddy Jimmy Figueroa um, here in Oceanside, California, is pushing the Oceanside Police Department to pass the A Can't Wait campaign inside of their actual legislation. And they said they did. They said in multiple town halls they did. And then he looked at their bylaws and they didn't. They flat out lied. So he created, he's running an entire campaign to, to get them to change their policies and the discrepancies to fall in line with the 8 Can't Wait campaign. If any of you guys looked up the 8 Can't Wait campaign, which is what most people are pushing for, right? The average person is pushing for something like 8 Can't Wait. Reasonable solutions, not not dismantle capitalism, right? Um, most people are, are cool with eight can't wait, right? So when you're saying like, well, what is the solution? What is Black Lives Matter? What are these protests doing? Ah, they're not doing any good. No, they are. They are doing good. You're just in your echo chamber of Republican conservative talk boxes that you're actually not paying attention to what's happening. A can can't wait is happening and it's great. And California is falling more and more under those eight uh, very. Matter of fact, I'll just pull it up. I'll just I'll just pull it up because some of you guys don't know and you're probably not going to look because you're so su- you're, you're, uh you're so locked into your own little paradigm that um these these are things that are happening right now, right? Check this out. A can't wait. Ban chokeholds and strangleholds, require de-escalation, require warning before shooting, require exhaustive exhaust all other alternatives before shooting. Duty to intervene. This is a huge one. If you are, it's like that whole meme. If there's, you know, twelve bad cops and thirteen hundred good cops, there's thirteen hundred and twelve bad cops, right? So cre- creating a duty to intervene. This is huge, right? Uh, Ban shooting at moving vehicles. Require use of force continuum and require comprehensive reporting. Every police officer I know, and by the way, when I'm critical of police, I have friends that are police officers in, in law enforcement. Is completely okay with these a can't wait camp a uh, can't wait propositions, and the majority of the departments are adapting these. My buddy Jimmy Figueroa, who works out after uh, not an after school, but he works with transitional kids on on um, probation. He does amazing good work. Is making sure that these things actually get legislated because he has a law degree that they get legislated on the ground. So all you goofballs that are like, mm, 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 good happening about Black Lives Matter. What are the protests accomplishing? This is what they're accomplishing. Actual situations that if your uncle has a mental breakdown and the police come, they're not gonna choke him to death. You know what I'm saying? Or they're not gonna beat him up unnecessarily, or do or it like uh, escalate force in an unnecessary fashion, right? Because you guys are looking at just the black people that are getting killed on camera. You're not understanding that there's tons of other cases where people are getting. Uh, force escalated. There's all kinds of stuff happening that we don't always see, and so yeah, we see these three or four things that happen every year. But there's other things that are happening where force is being escalated, chokeholds are being used, right? Cops aren't good. Cops aren't intervening, right? They they're not intervening because of the 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 blue shield or the blue line, right? And so these are good things. These are good things. You should be happy that Black Lives Matter is doing good work. Celebrate these things. This is good. This is good, right? Don't be critical of stuff you don't know. You don't know nothing about, man. So anyway, if you guys got any questions for me, man, I could take a couple questions before we get out of here. Appreciate you guys being here. Um, again, if you guys want to partner with us, the Patreon is the best way to do that. We do weekly Zoom calls and music reviews. Or you can go cop some merch. All this stuff just hit the store late uh, yesterday. Politically Agnostic. Yahshua's Dream. The uh, Outlier Windbreaker. All this stuff is on sale right now. Let's see. Ruslan pray for uh, Jonathan Isaac. He injured his knee. Ah, that same game, and people were being cruel. That's not cool. That's not cool, man. That's not cool at all. Um, Hogan, what up, bro? What's interesting to me is that the course or tide of the movement has shifted completely. It used to be that taking a knee in the NBA was a rebellious statement that meant nothing. Uh, you were going against the grain. Now, anybody who will not... yeah that is, And I said that, right? That's, that, that is very interesting that... Um, that what was the exception, I guess, um, is now like the standard. I think that is very interesting. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I think I think that is very interesting that that is uh, that's happening. You know what I mean? Torn ACL. I've torn my ACL before, man. Goodness gracious, that is not fun. You know what I mean? That is not fun. Um, you ship internationally or U.S. only? Yes, we do ship in uh, it. Honestly, it is more. Um, it is more, your best bet is to buy a couple items and use the discount code for free shipping because it does cost us more, but the way it's set up is we don't got it like calculated for weight very well yet. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, so yes, we do ship internationally for merchandising. Um, yeah, that's so sad to hear the ACL. I did not know that man prayers up for, um, Jonathan Isaac. Um, what a wild way for God to use him though. Right? Like in the middle of all this stuff. Um, how do you shift the attention onto the savior of the entire world and the gospel that is given to change any man from his evil ways and person still believes that he offered no solution um well because he's he's prescri- maybe maybe because he's prescribing a spiritual solution to one that some people, myself included to a degree, would also say, hey, this is also like a legislative solution, right? So these eight, this 8 Can't Wait campaign, again, I'll pull it up back on the screen. This is not a spiritual solution. This is a very tangible, pragmatic solution. This is what we should be moving towards, right? And again, if you have a problem with this, Uh, man, you were in a minority, right? The majority of people I know have no issue with the 8 Can't Wait campaign. So maybe why people are frustrated is they're saying, listen, this is a unique opportunity and time that if we all get aligned on getting the awareness out, these departments will take on some of these reasonable requests, right? Maybe that is why. Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think I think it's something to consider. So I think I think it's like um, it's like, hey, we want to, you know, we want to go and take a stand for the homeless, and we're going to advocate for the homeless. So we're going to, you know, we're going to make uh, uh, hygiene kits and provide food for the homeless, right? And then somebody shows up and is like, hey, um, hey, I also have these vitamins, these, these, these multivitamins, they're good for you. Uh, and he's saying, and in addition to the hygiene kits and the food, here's, I got a bunch of multivitamins and these multivitamins are really good, right? And these probiotics. That's cool when it's added on to the stuff that's happening. Yes, of course, and again, I like this flawed metaphor, just follow me, right? Versus saying, hey, forget food, forget the legislation, forget the hygiene kits, forget anything. We're just going to give them vitamins, right? Like just vitamins, just the the, the vitamin. I mean, a vitamin, this, this has everything you need, yeah, but you also need you also need everything else to go along with the vitamin, right? So that I think I don't know, flawed metaphor for sure. Um, hey, Ruslan was a disciplines of uh, grace by Jerry Bridges. Yes, Jerry Bridges. Disciplines of grace by Jerry Bridges. Uh, Bible doesn't work uh, unless you apply it. Yeah, here's the entire city of Compton is less than one percent white there aren't even enough of them to be the executioner gang. Yeah, you're looking at gosh, Adam. The <laughs> Adam, the issue with police departments historically have been people from outside of the community going into communities that they don't live in and policing them, hence creating tension between the communities. So you pulling up the analytics the demographics of Compton, California, the city and dropping a Wikipedia page. My gosh, that doesn't find out what the breakdown of the police department is in freaking Compton, my G. Goodness gracious. You got time. Go do the Googles on that. I don't know that number. I don't know that number. But is it possible that the population of Compton is 1% white, but the police department is 30% white and a small percentage of that police department is a part of this gang called the Executioners, which then creates a toxic culture for the rest of the police department? Yes, that's all I'm saying. So I don't know the demographics of their uh of their their law enforcement you burden of proof is on you and pulling the freaking demographics for the city of compton and not assuming that people from outside the city can't police there you, you got to be like a 13 year old kid in nebraska to drop something like that my g like you, you can't be that out of touch if you really want to go bar for bar on some real like it's a real deal holyfield points like come on man goodness gracious um, great to see your channel growing. Thank you, uh, boy for God. You'll Philip offering a godly solutions is what Ruslan is doing now. He's presenting godly love, godly love, understanding, and empathy. Jonathan changing the subject. He didn't say anything. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's an and both. It's an and both. I think we gotta we gotta love each other well, and that starts with listening and understanding and um having conversations. I just had an entire live stream with an upcoming YouTuber who is a Dominican conservative from New York, and I shared that on my community tab, and we had a beautiful conversation, right? So having conversations with people who who are not like you uh, can you make a purpose over pleasure hat? I was about to buy that hat, but didn't see. It. Oh yeah, man. Um, I don't know about the hats. Maybe I just made some outlier hats, some snapbacks, and some dad hats that uh, that'll be up soon. Sure, it is possible. It is equally possible that the executioners are made up of primary Latino cops and not white. Burden of proof goes both ways. Maybe, but it doesn't mean that Latinos can't be racist against blacks. It doesn't mean that blacks can't be racist against blacks. Say that gang is say that gang is a black police gang. Hypothetically, I'll I'll, I'll entertain you, Adam. Say that gang is a black police gang which maybe it is maybe it isn't i don't think it is but let's just say and they're they're getting these uh skeletons with a nazi helmet let's just let's just let's just let's just play along um it doesn't mean that black people can't be racist against black people you've never met somebody of your own race that was hateful towards you like, really? You know what I'm saying? Like So yes, you can have people that are prejudiced against their own group. That happens all the time. There's Mexican people that are prejudiced against Mexicans. There's white people that are prejudiced against other white people. Oh, you're Scottish. I'm Irish. da 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 da, da right? well, there's There's flat-out white people who are so uh, overtaken by the Black Lives Matter that they now feel ashamed for being white and they're hostile towards other white people like the super-duper woke white liberals. Like, come on, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... I'm Compton PD. First of all, it's not Compton PD. It's the department uh, the, of of the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department in Compton. That jurisdiction, or whatever you call it, that that I don't know what the word is, but that station. Uh, I don't know. We don't know what the what the demographics are. I didn't read about it. I know the guy that blew the whistle uh, was a was a Mexican guy. You know what I mean? So I think it's very interesting. Um, I was just talking with my parent the other day about how we went how we went small amount of players kneeling in one sport to small amount of people not doing it. yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild. my I man said like Clayton Bixby ha <laughs> Clayton Bixby the uh, the black white supremacist. Yeah, there's all, there's all kinds of characters like this in, in multiple shows and then they're, they're based on people that like you've met in real life. I've met black people that are racist against black people like in real life. I have. It's wild. It's interesting, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was just talking to my parents the other day about yeah, uh, Isaac took a stand and put the attention on the only solution to a nation gone mad. Any person that has a problem with that should sincerely examine whether or not they're lifting race over kingdom. Yeah, but b- most people who are asking him these questions, aren't. they don't have ears to hear. They're not looking at it from a, a biblical worldview they're looking at it from a, you know what I'm saying? They're looking at it from a very natural, like, what do you mean? Are you saying black lives don't matter? So I think his answer was brilliant. Yes, of course, black lives matter. That's how, listen, that's how you, this is, if you have an issue with the organization, I'm not mad at you. And if that prevents you from going to a rally or a protest, I'm not mad at you. Just be clear that you see that there's a disparity and that you believe black lives matter. Like, that's not a wild concept. That's not a wild expectation for people. And saying you stand with the sentiment doesn't mean that you stand with the daggone organization. I don't know how many times I got to say that. But some of us are still going to hear what we're going to hear, right? And it's usually because of our intake is too much in one extreme or the other. So there's going to be people that hear I uh, uh, hear him and say, well, uh, you know, he's wrong, you know. Um, shout out to Bartholomew Jones' word. I just feel like he was rather vague on the specific application of the gospel, to the issue of racism, that's a bar. There you go. That's a that that's a fair critique. You see, you know, that's a fair critique. So if you're saying the gospel deals with racism, it does. But how? Well, there's these parables, you know, and these things. So I think that's fair. And and bar, I don't think um, I don't think he's on some like Candace Owens vibes. Even though Candace Owens came out in support of him, I don't think that's the vibe he's on. At least that's not what I gathered. You know what I'm saying? I think he just is legitimately trying to follow his conscience, you know? And I I, I think that's a good thing, you know? Um, and I think him being clear that Black Lives Matter is, is a good thing, you know? Um, you're operating out of theory. The gospel is practical. Is Jonathan going on YouTube Live after the game and leading props to Christ or just separating Christ from justice? That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, so I think, you know, listen... We can have a variety of views and opinions while saying ultimately, like lives matter, we need to make changes. Boom, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's wild, you know? Also, just realized how if BLM org actually plays into Marxism, not arguing they do it is kind of ironic how BLM is part of the marketing capitalism. Wow, that's a great point. That the organization that is anti-capitalism is finessing capitalism for the marketing side of capitalism. That is a very, uh, very cool observation. I think there's something there. Uh, We gotta be careful and not blanket statement people. Hear them out, then assess. This is true. This is true of all people, right? This is true of all people. I've tried to reach out to people in the Black Lives Matter organization and ask these questions about what do they mean by Marxism, what do they mean by um, what do they mean by disrupt the nuclear family, right? And they haven't really gotten back to me. So as much as I want I have an opinion, I also want to seek to understand their opinion and what they're about. Yeah, me too. I think he's very sincere. I just feel like a lot of my friends who have similar views don't explain the reasoning for so many who claim the gospel parts of the creation of racism—that so many have claimed—the gospel parts of the creation. So you're saying there are people who think that um, racism is connected to Christianity? Did I follow you right? I just feel like a lot of my friends who have similar views don't explain the reasoning for so many who claim the gospel parts of the creation of racism. Yeah, I—I I think I understand what you're saying. I would agree, Bart. Um, We definitely got to be clear about these things. I think he could have been more clear. I also, in the same way that maybe Kaepernick said some things that um, took an extreme and then he kind of wheeled back his statements. Um, You guys could go look at the Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro interview about Kaepernick's initial statement and then kind of how he wheeled it back. Sometimes I'm not expecting athletes to make perfect statements about very complicated and controversial issues. You know, so I think I think there's something there, you know, what I'm saying Um, I I think there's something there. Uh, And I think we we can we can acknowledge that if human nature is flawed and failed, then that human nature can impact, again, cultures, systems, police departments, so on and so forth. Right. That we don't have to separate these two. So that's my opinion. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Who knows? You know. But I think we need to spend way more time listening to each other, spend more time loving each other, spend more time looking to understand. Uh, and if we disagree, we could disagree and not be disagreeable. You know what I mean? Like, I wish he and many folks who make this claim would explain what about the gospel was missed by those who perpetuated and sustained racism. That's a, that's a great point. Okay, so instead of saying, hey, the gospel is the solution, he would say, "Hey, the gospel is the solution because Jesus broke all racial barriers and he dismantled a lot of these systems um, in his time here. Not literally dismantled them, because that's what the Jews were expecting, but he dismantled them in a sense that he broke these these predispositions of culture separating them with the story of the Good Samaritan and all these things. I think that is, I think that is really." Um, I think that is a really good point, and I would agree. I think he could have done a better job explaining it, and I think it was a bit vanilla and surface level with his explanation. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't, I don't, th- I don't think I have a problem with that. I think, uh, again, I don't, I don't, I think. I just don't expect athletes to be that clear, <laughs> right? I just don't expect athletes to be that clear. Uh, yes, explain what allowed them to read the same Bible and come to different conclusions, and then be specific about the false gospel you're renouncing. Yes, yes. I think being specific about the false gospel of racism in that, like I just learned that the Southern Baptist Convention split because one side thought racism wasn't a uh, thought slavery wasn't a sin. Like, I just learned that, right? And that's, I mean, Southern Baptist Convention is one of the biggest convention, like that's the biggest denomination. I believe that is the biggest denomination, right? So yeah, you gotta be clear on acknowledging how these things separated church, even churches, massive denominations of churches. I think it's important to acknowledge these things. Um, Yeah, I I think you're right, Bart. I think you're right. I think, uh, and again, maybe I just have like a low expectation for people as communicators. I don't expect them to nail these ideas in a press conference right uh could he have yes he could have i guess i was just like oh cool man he talked about jesus and if you know black people aren't a monolith like i don't expect everybody to believe everything about everything if you just because you're a part of a specific group so if he has a a varying view and it doesn't feel like it's uh self-hateful like some of candace owens's views come off right she comes off very toxic and very kind of mean and nasty uh, and people would swear by her and they will kind of put her up as like their token black voice, right? Uh, he didn't have those vibes. Like he did not have those vibes at all, you know? I um, th- thought he was very gentle. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for hanging out, man. I don't want to keep going. I'm going to try to chop this video up into a couple smaller videos. Uh, go get some merch or sign up for the Patreon. Somebody asked if we do these. Uh, Like meetups, we do do a Zoom call every Sunday night, we had it last night, it was amazing, we had, goodness gracious we had a really cool conversation and you could see the tail end of it on yesterday's live stream, how to actually make money off music, so if you want to be in kind of like more of a Zoom conversation, we do those at least once a week uh, on Sunday nights and they're dope and there's a handful of you guys in here that are part of that conversation and I'm sure they will co-sign it heavy, so if you want to kind of have more dialogue offline, we do those every single week um, have you listened to him preach? I don't know who, who have I listened to preach? He down with Jesus too. I just didn't like his response. There was nothing loving. And in my opinion, without love, I have nothing. Whose response? Um, like you folks created a whole gospel that allows rape. We got to renounce that. Yes. 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 I think, you know what, Bart? I think you should do a video on that. Cause I feel like you're educating me right now. And obviously like, I know there's a slave Bible and I know there's, um, there's some really wild things, but I think it would be helpful to uh, to to get some of that information. You know what I'm saying? Um, packaged in in a way. So I think that that would be that would be dope to to differentiate the different gospels, right? That there that there was a false gospel being preached. Everybody want to talk about false gospels and bad theology? I mean, goodness gracious, talk about bad theology. You know what I mean? Theology that freaking condoned slavery and rape. Ugh yuck sheesh what up man love to share love how you share views thank you b felt I, I love that you love that man uh, word i do need to do that i honestly don't know with me theological training i honestly don't know with me theological training most times yeah I, I don't know i think you're a great voice on this stuff man and i think as people know that you're a christian it's probably good to have something to point back to because um, you you hold a unique position Bart. where a chunk of your audience isn't Christian, you know what I'm saying, so I think that's super dope, hey, Chris, thank you for the super chat, man, God bless you, bro, Um, yeah, thank you for the, for the super chat, that means a lot, Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I think, I think, Bart, if you made a video about that, I would do a reaction video and point people to your video about it, because I think it's important that Here's the thing, man. A lot of people don't even have black voices in their life, in real life, let alone people that they follow that they disagree with, right? So I think it's important that people have just these examples, even if it's just through the internet. You know what I'm saying? Um, really cool how, how he got asked a question to perceive worldly issue and he changed the uh, gospel. Yes, yes. Anyway, um, I don't know if it's a worldly issue. Like that sound? That sounds very belittling. Like it's a no. It's a it's a humanitarian issue. Right. It's a humanitarian issue. It is it is it is a gospel issue. It is a gospel issue. Do black lives matter? That's not a that's not a worldly issue. Just because people package the organization with it, it doesn't mean that that is a worldly issue. You know what I'm saying? Like look up Preston Perry, Perry's tweet on it. I'll uh, see if I can find it real quick. Um, Preston Perry. I guess that'll be. He clarified some of these things. He said, it's crazy how people have selective hearing. Not once did I say Christians support the whole BLM movement. I said Christians should support what's biblical. Saying BLM is biblical. The the saying BLM is biblical. The saying Black Lives Matter is biblical. If we don't get behind them on anything else, it should be that. If you feel convicted not to support the BLM movement, just make sure you support other black organizations, leaders, etc. The black community needs support right now. The world needs to see that the Christian community believes black lives matter. There's no better way that we can end this stream than with that quote right there. Preston Perry, amazing apologist, amazing Christian thinker. Go and uh, go and and, and check him out. You know what I'm saying? Go Go and check him out. Go and check him out. Just because something has became political or became Marxist or whatever doesn't mean that the statement and the sentiment behind the statement is an endorsement of everything the organization represents. You know what I mean? So something to think about. And you guys, if you watched the whole stream, you saw me be critical of communism and socialism and Marxism earlier in the stream. So there you have it. Thank you guys so much.